Good evening. Welcome to Black Republican and Black Democrat. I'm your co-host and homeboy, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Welcome, Pat. Yes. Man. It's nice out. It's... You, you're in this week. I almost week. didn't make it. I almost didn't make it. <laughs> like you did all last week. I want to be like, I'll, I can just call in. <laughs> See, that's a convenience. Last week, Patwin got snowed in. Yeah, yes. And this week, it's like, I don't know, the car told me it was like 66. Yeah, I don't like, know if I'm... Yeah, it's it, like 60... 60-something. 62, 63. Okay. So. It's just nice. It's nice. It's nice. It is nice. Oh. I've got a little bit of jacket. On. Yeah, you don't need much. Still nice. Short sleeves underneath. Yeah, get some sun. Make some vitamin D. Well, you know we don't need much sun. What do you mean? I don't want to get any darker. Oh, come on. You know, you neither. Oh, well, hey, you, you. I love it. <laughs> when I go to the beach in the summer, I'm out there baking in the sun. Do you, you get that vitamin D? Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah. Oh, melanin know. is good. Well, we got plenty of it. Yeah. yeah. You know how expensive melanin is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know how a lot okay. of celebrities want to pay for it too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Man, Pat, we got such a great show today. I've been anticipating today's show. Did you see uh, your Facebook yeah. post? My Facebook post? Yeah. And so I can't wait to get a lot to of good guess. stuff to talk about. A lot of good stuff to talk yeah. about too. And of course, we I don't know. There's nothing in the news. No, oh. yes there is. Oh, yes there is. I could mean, there we, could there be your boy Trump? Well, even more so than Trump. Oh, we we something had, more. Yes, we had really? the, that policy paper from Duke that dropped that everybody should be talking about in terms of the African-American community, because it really goes against everything that we have been taught about how to eradicate disparities. Uh, you know, they did Dr. Uh, William uh, Darity of the Duke University, their social equity um, d- division there, put out a policy paper with Derek Hamilton, who's at the New School in New York. And it, it's a fantastic paper. It's about 67 pages. And they really talk about what those racial disparities, that those numbers that I keep throwing out every show. Well, the numbers that I've been throwing out are old. Well, uh, yeah. The disparity is even worse. Well, we know this. Well, it's even worse. And But the remedies that people have been coming up with, whether banking black, whether, you know, about home ownership, um, just, you know, do the right thing, go to school, how all those things that we have been doing that have been told that we do, we really just are mimicking whiteness. But we don't have the network and the social system that undergirds that to where it benefits us like it does the white community. Uh, just for example, taking education, you're told, okay, you make good grades, you go to school, you go to college, you do well, you go get a job. But then it doesn't take into account because it shows, and, and, and it's all in their paper where it shows the disparity between whites who do the same compared to blacks, and then how blacks who do graduate with a college degree, how they are not faring any better than whites who just have a high school diploma. Yeah. So our tell, college tell, tell graduates are it. equal to white high school uh, dropouts and high school graduates. Tell me. So, uh, but then what makes it worse is that when you're going to school, we have student loan debt that we are unable to pay off. So then even if we come from a well-to-do family, that puts us behind because that you subtract that from your net worth. See, a lot of people think, oh, I have a high income. That means I'm rich. No, it's, you know, it's your liabilities or what's going out minus, you know, your, or I should say it's your wealth or whatever minus your liabilities. And that's your net. That's your net worth. But wait, and so wait. if you if you're a doctor or a lawyer and you're making, let's say, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but you have three hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt, you're poor, you're yeah, broke, well, you're t- negative. T- tell her who so about. that's the but problem. Wait, wait, Pam, you're painting this doom and gloom picture. You're Republican <laughs> and your president said. Well, what the hell do blacks got to lose? 
And he just said the unemployment record for blacks is just a record lows. So what are you talking about? Well, you, you know, can't be right. Wait a minute, I'll be quiet. Okay. I'll be well, quiet. well, well, it is correct because those are the numbers. Because when you look at when you look at the wealth, let me just read just one. I mean, part. Trump says everything is great for uh, Negroes well, now. Right? Well, but see, that's because that's the par- that's the paradigm that even our black institutions are in. So just let me read the, you this one part. This okay. is actually from page two. I'm listening. The ninety nine percent percentile black family um, is worth a mere. $1,500,000, whereas the 99th percent white family is worth over $12 million. So that means eight, 870,000 white families have a net worth of $12 million or more. So that's, that's uh, 1% of whites. Whereas with uh, black families, there's 20 million black families or 20 million black households Fewer than 380,000 of them are worth a single million dollars. So that's like mm. our parents who might have their pension, they might own property that has been passed down in the family. But when you compare to where whites are situated to blacks, it's a vast difference. And so with whites, there's 13 million households that are worth a million dollars or more. And then 1% of that is worth 12 million or more. Mm. But with blacks, only 2% of our group is worth a million dollars or more. Mm. So that shows that with whites, they have a true class system. With blacks, most of us, we're, we're broke. We're no. Poor. I mean, that, it's true. Really? Yeah. You want to say Wakanda forever and, and all that BS? That, that's, that's crap. Oh. That, that's crap. We need to so stop we can't live in the myth. Uh, yeah, but wait a minute. I say it again. Your president, your boy, yeah. you voted for him. Sure. He said blacks are doing great. Well, that's the that's the illusion. He said blacks are that's, doing great. Yeah, well, that's the illusion. So you mean to tell there. me we ain't doing all right? We are not. We ain't moved we up not. yet. But even on uh, under, but even under Obama, we were not doing We well ain't moved on up yet. We have not. But the time during George and Wheezy, yes, that's why our parents, <laughs> that's why the money in but our wait. communities with the baby boomers, with so our see, parents. So see, the, here's the but thing. But not with our generation and definitely not with millennials. So here's the thing. I mean, here you go dropping knowledge and I had a whole wealth of information about Trump and what he's been doing. And but but see, that's not, but that's not, we, we, we can still talk about it. No, that's he, right. But you, that's not important compared to these numbers because everything no, we talk right. about in terms of wealth, in terms of policing, in terms of uh, jobs, uh, whatever and notice they always talk about getting our community jobs I- i'm so tired of hearing that i don't i don't want jobs what i want is ownership you want ownership. And that's what i want entrepreneurial ownership. yeah not yes. just that but yeah. building wealth so that we can hire our own so yeah. that we can do the things that we need to do but even that in this report shows how that's even a lost cause oh, yeah. well, as well because when you compare putting our money together compared to just one bank or if you look at um, our black businesses walmart has more net worth, hires more, and that's just one white company compared to all black, you know, businesses combined. Nah, well, you know. See, so we need systemic change is what we need. We need people coming out with systemic, uh, with things that change the systemic climate in, in, in America, whether, you know, it's baby bonds, whether it's reparations. That's why I support reparations. Even though I come from a family that has done fairly well, but if you compare whites who've had the same similar type background and access that my family has, there's a huge disparity there. What are you so in? where's our The check? UN agrees with you with uh, Oh, yes. And the, yes, that's they, right. So, you know, that's I think, right. but let me say this. Your your party, your president, they won't go for that. Uh, that won't but that doesn't matter. That's because it a lot of them matter. don't know. A lot of them don't know. Oh, they know. 
Oh, they well, don't. Okay, okay. They, come well, on. Then now. that's why we need to work towards those aims. Well, this is why you guys need to broaden your horizon. See, they need you in charge. <laughs> they need you in charge. Okay. Well, Conda will be forever if you're in charge. Okay. We'll be yeah. we'll be wearing velvet like we're in Zamunda and things. Like, oh, but you hate when we say that. Okay. No, I think for real. Well, I, I don't you, like it because I know it's a it's a fraud in the sense that it's not showing the true characteristics of our community. And even though some of us are doing well in our community. Uh, so that's how I think I think of myself, not as an individual, but as a part of a collective, as a part of native blacks, descendants of slaves. And I know that as a collective, we are not doing well. No, I listen. I, I totally agree with you. I'm sitting here making a little light because it's sunny out, you know, <laughs> and this isn't last week. We won't be but, here long. But you're absolutely <laughs> right, though. Uh, uh, there are systematic, systemic. Yes. Uh, Changes that are need to be made. And they, first of all, we need to have the dialogue about it. That's right. Okay. And, and, and a lot of people don't know this data. That's why it's important. true. That's well, it, it's, important. it's out there. Some people tend to ignore it. And, and I, th I don't think enough of the information is out there. So yeah. that, cause there are plenty of people that would talk about it. Yeah. But know? a lot of our people in our community, even our leadership, uh, they don't know this data or they do know. But they're the ones that benefit from getting funds from the state government that doesn't trickle down to the people. Well, yeah. And so it's a racket. Speaking of trickle down, that's what y'all <laughs> love to do. We've got more on the other side of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities New Stock and your iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Black Republican, Black Democrat. You know, see, he's over there. He don't even get in the groove yet. I ain't even gonna ask you who it is. I'm getting, I'm getting wrapped up in my cord. Oh, but, well, yeah. I thought you felt like he was getting wrapped up in the groove like I am. Yeah. Uh, turn, turn it up and he won't know who it is still. I told you I'm not good at this game. Okay, never mind. Welcome back to Black Republican, <laughs> Black Democrat. <laughs> I'm your co-host and homeboy, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. And Welcome. he's good at enunciating. That's good. That's good. Oh, so They're when I put my good. white voice on now, <laughs> yeah, see, so you're gonna not say it if you see? tried. Oh, yeah. see, oh, you guys are racist. <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's my aunt. You guys that's are racist. My aunt's always saying, "Enunciate your words." When I was a kid, they would always say, "Enunciate." Enunciate. <laughs> this is true. I tell my son that all the time. I'm like, "What? Enunciate, boy. <laughs> Use better enunciate, right?" <laughs> Welcome back. To, we had a great show. In studio with us, we got Freedom Friday community activist John Thompson and state rep Nick Zerwas talking about what I, I like to uh, just sum it up. I mean, I know it's got this cute name, Nick, but I just called the freeway bill. Can we just, yeah. you know, like we're in the hood, we're just going to call it the freeway bill, you know? That was so, okay. Uh, and it's interesting because... Um, a lot of uh, the feedback, Nick, that's been coming back about the bill is that it's a targeted bill and targeted towards uh, black folks. And uh, so in terms, it's looked at as a racist bill that won't affect any other population in this state other than uh, uh, black folks. Uh, can you explain the bill? Well, I, I think I would push back pretty hard on that. Uh, no, you, and you have the right to do so. <laughs> um, so I think the, the bill does several things. Well, following a series of uh, organized protests uh, throughout the last 18 to 24 months in which uh, the light rail trains, access to the airports, and uh, interstate or freeway traffic uh, was targeted with the protests, <clears throat> um, I put together a bill that took um, interference with mass transit, uh, access to airports, and um, 
blocking the freeway and took that from a current crime of a misdemeanor and it would increase it to a gross misdemeanor um, for several reasons. I think there's a safety, there's an inherent safety issue when uh, protests go into those uh, public thoroughfares. And then we've seen instances of, of violence and individuals uh, being injured. And I think also because of the uh, rampantness of, of the uh, incidents in which those blockades uh, were being used. Now, to be really clear, we've seen multiple incidents of that type of protests that had no racial component whatsoever. Um, several unions, labor unions, have blocked freeways and blocked access to freeways um, for uh, wage or labor protests. We saw a significant protest that shut down I-94 for several nights following the election of Donald Trump and the defeat of Hillary Clinton. I admit I was a part of not just <laughs> <laughs> and so And so we've seen um, multiple incidents of that type of protest, protest activity that I would assert were completely removed from um, a, a racial division or racial undertone, uh, not like the protest that we've seen following uh, police violence. Six, uh, so I, th I think I want to make sure that folks uh, get a get a broad uh, perspective on the the number of of protests and blockades that we've had, and then um, the wide variety of groups that have been using that tactic. And we look back over the last two years, and we've seen between the cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, Bloomington. And uh, the state patrol, we've seen over two and a half million dollars in expense uh, to respond to that protest activity. Um, and so I think we need to have that as a part of the discussion as well. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five. Six five one nine eight nine five eight five five is the call in number. Uh, John. I myself see, um, <clears throat> I've, I've, I've actually took part in a couple of protests here in the Twin Cities. Um, I, I don't think I've ever got on the expressway, though. Okay. I, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever blocked the light rail. And mm -hmm. um, I understood why. You know, and what's happening is uh, a lot of times representatives don't <clears throat> get a chance to see exactly what goes on in these protests. Um, a lot of times you see violence. You, you see violence, right? Okay, so just like the I-94 incident. But... Uh, it was just like um, it was a peaceful protest. Right. Guess who brought the violence? Who brought the violence? St. Paul Police. Uh -huh. Right. And so how did you? How, how did they initiate? You say they brought the violence. So they initiated uh, first contact with some of the protesters. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Violent. Violent. You know what? I, I, I'll give it to you in a different perspective. <clears throat> um, because we're doing some of the same things that the civil rights uh, leaders did in Selma. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Who was on the other end of the bridge in Selma? Police. Mm -hmm. Waiting on who? Because they were humming, marching, singing, pastors, mm -hmm. praying. Mm -hmm. Who was on the other side of that bridge in yeah. Selma? Police. That's right. Mm -hmm. And people were like ready to bust our heads. What you don't understand is it's already a crime to get on the expressway. It's already a crime to block the light rail. It's already a crime to stop mass transit. Mm -hmm. People don't care. When it gets to that point, mm -hmm. people don't care about the penalty. You can't lock mm -hmm. these situations away. This is you real. can't, you can't, you can't, uh, people don't care about the gross misdemeanor on their record. People don't care if you could, you could have 
uh, boosted up to a felony. When it gets to that point where people are blocking expressways, airports, mm-hmm. highways, mm-hmm. those are drastic measures meant mm-hmm. to get your attention, not to punish, but to get your attention to say, I want to come and help you change something. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it is getting your attention, you know, no, no matter what. I mean, the penalty could be a, a Class A felony, right. but people are going to get on the expressway <laughs> no matter it. what. People are going to mm-hmm. do it because, <clears throat> and, it, and a lot of times it's, it's pretty much for police brutality. Yeah. If we're marching just it. a peaceful march with the women's march, you know, it's going to be a pre- peaceful march, kumbaya, all the way to the Capitol, <laughs> and, 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 and no problem. Right. But the minute you start marching about police, you're going to get met with police. That's right. All right? That's right. Let, let's, let's take a phone call from yep. Greg real quick. Greg. Welcome to the show. Yes, um, I was down at the uh, House committee hearing about a week ago, and I was just watching the body languages of the other House representatives there, and Zerwas couldn't have been more disinterested and disrespectful the whole time other people were having dialogue. He was looking down, texting on his phone, just totally didn't care what, what everybody else had to offer. And to me also, part two, a severe question is, why do people feel the need to block these transit and freeways? I mean, that's the conversation we ought to be having is, why do these people feel so disenfranchised? Thanks. Oppression. Oppression. Nick, I'll let you answer. Well, I think, I think to the caller, um, in a committee hearing, there's a lot going on. Um, you're looking through your notes. You're looking through your materials. And so I don't think that there's a, a level of interest or disinterest uh, with that the um the actual hearing that we had this session was was very short there was no testimony taken so i don't know exactly what uh hearing he's talking about uh but the bill moved on a procedural uh move this this year um it was in the broader bill and so we were talking about um um that in a in a broader context uh about a week and a half ago but uh the reality is this is a debate that we've had among those members of the House in that same committee room um, three or four times now. And so I think as compelling as everyone's uh, testimony or or words uh, can be, this is something that that body within the House has has voted on and decided multiple times. So so have you had any of uh, the protests when you guys were trying to enact this bill, the writing the bill, have you had it? Have you sat down personally, uh, Rep? With any, with John or anybody else, any other protesters to understand the reason why they, uh, we, they, I mean, I'll say they because I never participated, but why they do this and, 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 and the level of anger uh, you have? So I've, I've talked to uh, several folks from the community. I've talked to um, Representative Moran and I had a meeting um, that was uh, kind of put together and I thought that was really constructive. Okay. We talked through a lot of things. Um, and so I think I get it. I get it. I think there are fundamentally um, two totally separate approaches to an issue like a, a freeway blockade. And I think I am on a very different uh, end of the the spectrum than than a lot of the folks that oppose the uh, that oppose the bill. And I I get that. Um, Mr. Thompson and I have interacted before. This is the first time we've kind of sat down and kind of not in a formal setting, mm-hmm. uh, visited back and forth. And, and so I think that's good. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's, I think that's constructive. And I think the biggest thing that this situation and 
situations like this. Um, what really benefits, I think, the broader dialogue is is fully understanding someone's intrinsic and internal motivation and not placing what I what my perceptions or perceived motivations onto others and them uh, placing that onto me. It's so one of the things in a, in a broader context when I talk to different community groups, um, I went and spoke at the Take Action Minnesota <laughs> <laughs> conference uh, last spring. <laughs> So brave. I, I don't want to. I don't want to catch you guys off guard, but some of the people there weren't real thrilled to see. <laughs> walk, really? <laughs> walk, walk into the lunchroom, um, but we ended up having a really great conversation because one of the things I talked about was, like, like Mr. Thompson brought up, you know, make it a felony. Um, we'll march on the freeway anyway. There was a bill to make it a felony, and I went and talked to that author of that bill. It said, "Pull that bill back. Don't do that." Um, because if we make someone a felon in the state of Minnesota, that means they can't vote again. I think that is wholly counterproductive mm -hmm. to what we're trying to accomplish, and I think it sends the exact wrong message. That's why I've refused to move anything like that, because I think that doesn't go towards getting resolution. That goes towards picking fights, and I think that's wrong-headed. Absolutely, and see, I promise, I promise I won't hog no more of the time when we come back from the break. We, we got much more with our guest, Don Thompson, and Rep. Nick Zerwas. On the other side of the break, this is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. All a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Welcome back. I, let my tape I, was, I would break it down, but I ain't got time to... <laughs> I, I, okay. Nick, do you know what this is? I know the song. I don't know the artist. Okay. Uh, uh, of course, I mean, I, I wasn't going to ask John because I knew John knew. <laughs> Every song John can recognize. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. We've got our in-studio guest, Rep, State Rep uh, Nick Zerwas, and community activist, Free to Fight, I'm John Thompson, talking about the freeway bill. Let's take a phone call from Rachel. Rachel, thanks for calling the show. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Right. Um, I just want some clarification. Uh, is this bill still calling for vicarious liability, meaning that someone can be prosecuted for damages that occur during a protest, even if they're not present? If they um, signed someone up to attend the event or join a group, a protest group, or if they gave rides, or if they shared the event on Facebook, can they still be prosecuted? Rachel, great question. That's actually in reference to a different bill. Uh, Representative Dennis Smith is carrying a bill that <clears throat> my bill deals with uh, public uh, rights of way, um, the freeway, the airport, the um, and the mass transit system, and, and interfering or blocking with those. The bill that you're um, recalling is a bill that's being authored by Representative Dennis Smith, and it deals with um, the vicarious liability portion, but then also direct liability for destruction of private property um, dealing with critical infrastructure. And so this is dealing with the uh, responses in greater Minnesota, um, similar to what was seen in North Dakota with pipeline protests and individuals that are being recruited and sent onto private property to... Um, interfere with pipelines or the construction of, of pipelines 
uh, throughout Greater Minnesota. That's not my bill. I don't have uh, much involvement. Oh, okay. So, so there's two separate bills that are trying to limit um, our rights to protest. Well, I would push back and say that nobody has a right to stand in the center of a freeway, but um, but there are two separate bills dealing with protests. Oh, okay, thanks. Thank you for okay. call. Thanks, Rachel. So I think, uh, kind of listening to the conversation that's going on, the concern that I have about the bill, uh, because, you know, even with, like, Black Lives Matter and other protest group, I, I don't support them protesting on the freeway and blocking traffic and because I think that's not uh, the way that you go about, uh, you know, winning friends and influencing people, as I always say, because, you know, doing politics is about building coalitions and building uh, uh, consensus and then to move something forward. And I don't think that's the way to do it. However, my concern about the bill, though, and the, and the reason why I'm against it is because it puts a chilling effect on people's right to protest, which is a right of ours to do. Um, and I and I think also it has a negative impact on the black community because even though you mentioned other groups who you know I assume were mostly Caucasian were protesting and doing the same types of things but just like I mentioned in the first segment of the show with the wealth data and the numbers we can't take those kinds of hits to our community because getting things on our record you know that impacts employment which we already have issues with as, as it is and then also the drain where people are getting fined that always that already has a drain on you know the negative wealth that we have in our community so that's why those things would be negative and so i think um i also see in the future where if things don't get changed in our country i, I honestly i believe we're going to go towards civil war mm -hmm. but that's you know oh, but i think yeah. that's what's going to happen but that's i think before we get to that point i think that's why we're seeing things like this because people are fed up and frustrated whether you agree with what's going on or not uh, people feel angry about what's going on, and, and that's partly to blame because of uh, what our legislators are doing. And I'm not saying you in particular, but what a lot of them have, have been doing in the past, um, not remedying solutions, only doing Band-Aids, and not really truly fixing problems. And this has been a systemic problem for, for, for many, many, many years. And so I think that's what you're seeing. You're seeing the first throes of us going to societal breakdown. And so I think having this kind of bill is not helpful at all in, in that type of situation. So I think, uh, you know, uh, speaking ebonically for those, some of us <laughs> in the hood, Pat is asking, are you guys trying, is the bill, Are you is your intent to squash freedom of speech? No. Or protest, right? Protest. Yeah, no. I mean, because yeah, no. black folks actually said, you know, uh, um, historically, that's our form of protest, okay? It's with your feet. And I think that Martin Luther King said it best. So so why is there, why are we trying to strengthen the 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 law that penalizes that type of uh, freedom of speech. You, you know, oh. every year, <clears throat> every year, every year what happens around this time is uh, a bunch of people from different parts of rural Minnesota come here and they put on this racist agenda called a legislative session <laughs> where they, they really come and bring some of the heat with some of the ideology here to the Twin Cities. And it just so happened to be in the Twin Cities because that's where our capital is here right. in St. Yeah. Paul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But... What happens is, after that, they go and they sit on, and I think I said this before, after these bills pass, what happens is they go back home to their rural area and they sit on their John Deere tractor and they sit back and say, look what we caused here in the city of St. Paul, Minneapolis. At the end of the day, um, a lot of these legislators don't see us with our uh, hands down. 
like this, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. and, 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 and being slammed up against the police car, you know, like this. A lot of these legislators don't see that, and it has gotten to the point to where we are fed up. Uh, how drastic does it have to be when people are standing on the expressway, mm-hmm. a Mack truck could hit them, and yep. they don't care, mm-hmm. all right? So, so it, it got to the point to where it could be like Watts. And we can mm-hmm. set stuff on fire. It could be like L.A. Mm-hmm. It could be an all-out riot. But I mm-hmm. think uh, uh, standing on a pro, uh, highway or, or blocking the entrance to a police station, or I think we're getting your attention in a different kind of way. We'd rather be sitting down at the table with you trying to figure it out. But it seems constantly like, okay, this is a profit. Okay, so what happens is now... I can't I can't stop them from protesting, but I sure can make some money off of them, mm. all right? Because as a misdemeanor, that comes with a fine, all right? So you're gonna cause more hardship to families when all we're mm-hmm. trying to do is actually to come outside and and how about passing policy that that'll uh, make uh, Bob Crow shut up or passing policy <laughs> no that, that'll that'll make uh, uh, <laughs> you know like, honestly, yeah, but, like, but what yeah. what John is saying is monetizing our disparities. That's really what it w- would be doing in that case, and that's why I think it's a, it's a really negative thing. But, you know, like he's saying, you know, they could be burning things down. They could be, you know, they could be a lot worse, which is where we don't want things to go. Right, because exactly. then nobody wins, especially the black community. No, we exactly. We yeah, would have nothing yeah. at that point. Yeah. Then, so. Uh, so, yeah. So something does need to be rem- to remedy the situation. Well, and I think if you look at the um, at broader context than one piece of legislation, I think you'd see um, the holistic approach of what's going on at the Capitol. Um, and so I think I'll push back a little bit on, on Mr. Thompson in that um, we passed a bill um, not too long ago that banned the box mm-hmm. to help uh, convicted folks with convictions apply for jobs and get and get employed. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. We've um, we we did bipartisan uh, work with both the uh, county attorneys association, the sheriffs association and the governor's office to uh, relook at how we look at uh, drug sentencing guidelines mm-hmm. uh, for controlled substance uh, convictions. I was a co-author on that bill and helped negotiate it uh, through the final end. Uh, the bill that we voted on, um, the broader bill, the public safety uh, omnibus bill that we passed um, out of committee last week and that will pass off the floor of the House uh, next week, has a significant portion of that bill uh, deals with individuals that have driver's license that are suspended um, solely because they can't uh, pay the finer fee associated with that driver's license. And so um, we figure that will give tens of thousands of Minnesotans an ability to get their driver's license back and legally drive to and from work in order to to provide for their family and pay off their their speeding ticket that is a that is a bill by the way and i'm i'm going to put this part out for jamar because i know he'll appreciate it that is a bill that was sponsored nationally by the Koch brothers ah and the aclu ah (laughs) talk about bipartisan Mm -hmm. and so and so i think we need to look at really a broad spectrum of what's going on at the capitol and and really focus on on what the entire agenda is. Yes. Now, is there a part that has to do with trying to uh, dissuade individuals from blocking uh, freeways, airports, and trains? Yep, there is. Um, 
the governor recently said that the freeway portion and the uh, airport portion of that bill he supports. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's a bipartisan bill. Um, I'm not here to say that that is the cure-all end-all. What I'm saying is, let's clear up some immediate safety risks around that while we deal with other issues that aren't black, that aren't black Minnesotan issues. They are, they are impoverished Minnesota mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. And let's deal with that. And, and I'm happy to be authors mm-hmm. of those bills. So, I'm, a, I'm a co-author on the restoration of the vote mm-hmm. for convicted felons. Mm-hmm. Um, I was highly disappointed that Ray Dean when he brought that up, it didn't get added into the into the bigger bill. I voted with Ray Dean against uh, my Republican colleagues on the committee. Um, we were one vote short. Um, next year, I will author if I'm if if we're still in the majority, I will author that bill and I will push forward like heck. Damn, too bill. bad you won't be getting the offer. Uh, no, because yeah, you won't be in the yeah, majority. Yeah. Come on, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, get it's ready to pay my stake. Okay, <laughs> no, listen, we've got plenty more and plenty more calls on the other side of the break. This is a great conversation. Just a black Republican, black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back, black Republican, black Democrat. I'm Jamar Nelson. I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> you know who that is? Okay, I, Pat, I told you I know. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. Okay, good. You know, but I can't I mention names because we have to pay these guys. He could have seen that. Seen that. <laughs> too, too soon. <laughs> too soon is that? Yeah. Oh, Pat. Well, oh. some people say he really can't see. It's just act. But you know, have know. you seen him with his glasses off? He can't see. Well, He's I don't know, mic. but there was one time I did see a video where he caught this mic. This guy walked by, and, th- and he actually caught the mic as the guy was walking by. I mean, well, I mean, they, so, you don't I lose don't everything. You know, yeah. I'll stop. I mean, yeah, he's got right. one eye with you, one eye to the fly. Uh, <laughs> let's take a phone call from Jason. Jason, thanks for calling. Hey, gentlemen. You know, as I sit here on my tractor listening to your program, <laughs> I think that... It, it, the the point has been missed. The Constitution does not guarantee the right to commit a crime. You know, mm-hmm. you have the right to protest peacefully, mm-hmm. to freedom of speech, but you don't have the right to prevent me from driving down the street. You don't. You can't break into my house mm-hmm. and scream your argument at me in my living room. Mm-hmm. Then you're committing a crime. You know. The the right to pursue happiness mm-hmm. does not mean the right to take my house from me because mm-hmm. you don't have one. So if you are blocking me from getting to work, then the cops should come and drag you off into jail. Oh, really? So, yeah. Now, if you want to you know, walk on the street with a crowd and shout slogans, that's different. But you can't prevent me from going where I want to go. That's called a crime. That's oh. That's invading my rights, uh-huh. is it not? Uh-huh. So, but we should be dragged. Why should they be dragged off of Because the we need to get you out of the way oh. so I can drive to work. Or we could do Correct? like that St. Paul officer advised. It was the St. Paul, was it the St. Paul guy that advised, uh, just hitting them and, uh, right. pretending just that, keep going. yeah, pretending like he was uh, afraid of for life. You suggest that too? Do that. No. Hey, man, look, oh. if Don't I prevent you from living your life, am I not, shouldn't I be 
pushed out of the way so you can do what you want to do. Well, I'm at, uh, so at, at what point do you com- become concerned with what the protesters are protesting for, uh, Jason? No, 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 I'm not arguing that okay. you, you, okay, I don't know every detail of what every cop did, but I'm sure there's a lot of bad cops who do bad things, and I mm-hmm. think you are fine to protest that. But the protest cannot include stopping me from me living my life. Mm-hmm. You can't come into a restaurant and push me out of my chair and kick over my table because that's part of your protest. All I was mm-hmm. doing was eating dinner. That's right. Okay. Thanks for the phone. Call, if I'm driving to work, why do you think you complaining about life in America includes stopping me from getting to work? I'm not. I'm not. I didn't hurt you. I didn't kill anybody. I'm going to work. You don't know me. So why are you blocking my freeway? Thanks for the phone call. That's a good point. Yeah. Sometimes, I, sometimes when I when I hear people talk like that, I want them to just like <laughs> just walk in the shoes of a black man for just like a year, especially especially Caucasian men who always like tend to think because we he started out talking about the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm. right? Okay. Well, if you think about the Constitution of the United States of America, when it starts out, we the people of the United States mm-hmm. in order to form a more perfect union, right? Mm-hmm. Well, right. I don't know if you guys knew it, but we wasn't the people. No, I'm talking we about you two That's and right. me. We That's weren't right. the people. We were still like second class. But citizens. we talked about this before. That's a moot point. Correct. Because we're now a... citizens. Right. We, no. Oh, we're not. Are we still? But how are we being treated? I'm glad you said that. I renewed my passport over Christmas. I'm glad you said. If we're all citizens, then stop treating us like citizens. Honestly, if we're all citizens, that's what we're saying. If we're all citizens, stop complaining about the conditions that you know exist in the African American community, and then trying to punish us for the conditions that you have us living in, and trying to find us, and stop complaining about something that you have the answers to, because we don't have the purse strings. All right. And here's another thing: when he says it. When he says it's inconvenience for him, he can't go to work. It's an inconvenience for a grown man mm-hmm. to be murdered and, and his mother have to bury him and, and then Come turn around and, and have taxes taken out of her check to pay the people that killed them. That's that's an inconvenience, man. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, mm. we're not going to keep on not addressing the issue, Word. but we're going to address the issue at hand. And police are out here killing brothers with no consequence, that's correct? Right. And I think that's, that's, right. a, that's enough. If you're not going to stop it, then we'll just go outside and do something about it. It could be a riot. They could come to IHA Radio and bust all these windows open and set this whole building on fire. Right? But but I'm just saying, it could be. Just do it on Sundays, though. It it could be. (laughs) But what's happening is, I I think that people are getting the message Mm -hmm. because they're tired of the protests. All right? Or if you uh, don't get tired and, and, and just. Complain about mm-hmm. it. Get tired and do something about it. Word. All right. If you can't beat me, join me. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Be but don't you, you, you? I've never seen. Like, you could. You could. You could increase the penalty. You could charge people with felonies, and you could send them to jail. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never seen a brother come home from jail rehabilitated. I've never seen him come right. home institutionalized. So yep. you're not going to change the problem right. that exists. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You're yeah, not yeah. going to change. That's, that's right. No, you were. I, I love having you on, bro. Let's yeah. take another phone call. That's where. Take a phone call from Anthony. Anthony, thanks for the phone call. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Love your show. Love the concept. Senator Zerwas, you're a good man. I like you. Um, I'm calling about, you know, I live in the lowlands of Minneapolis. You know, and uh, I live right on the, I live right off of Glenwood and Penn. And my son goes to a wonderful after-school program, Hospitality House, right down there. And I remember back when they were protesting at the 4th Precinct. And I got a phone call. Then I had to come pick up my son early because they were going to close the program, after-school program early because of these protests. So I, I hustled down there and leave work early. As I'm pulling in, I noticed all these cars 
all these Toyota Priuses, all these hybrids, all these guys that I don't see in my neighborhood very often. You know, and I notice in the groups, all these white hippie hipster kids. You know, maybe every seventh or eighth person look like they actually are from the community. You know, mm-hmm. and they come in here, they get everybody riled up, they stir everything mm-hmm. up, they 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 get you know they they damage all our, our the businesses I patron, the places I take my kids to get the haircuts, the stores that we go to to grab food, and you know all these places. They go back to their comfortable little suburban homes or little uptown hippie apartments, and they blog about how they're fighting racial disparity. When you know there's, there's no difference made, so I think maybe with some tougher tougher penalties, maybe these little kids, you know, these little college kids, will think twice about coming in and, and disrupting, you know, disturbing everything and tearing everything up. And maybe we can get some more uniform and civilized protests because a lot of these things they're protesting about are real issues that we need solutions mm-hmm. to. But when when you're protesting, you know, with the Flandreau Castile, that shooting was wrong across the board. We won't debate mm-hmm. that, but that's, that's my opinion. Um, but when you shut down the highway and you disrupt everybody, your legitimate protest gets drowned out by the fact that you just disrupted and shut down the highway and, and all these people are now pissed off and they forget why you're even there. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. I'm not saying let's not have protests. We, we, need, we need to solve some of these social issues. There's mm-hmm. a lot of issues within the police and what That's right. need reform and need issues. But, you know, I don't know. That's I like what people thanks for, the, like, thanks for the phone call, Anthony. Yes, thanks. I like what people <clears throat> try to tell you how to protest. <laughs> yes. Well, there's nothing wrong with like giving suggestions. No, 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 no. no. I, like, I like when people. I always get a kick out of that. Like, don't take a knee with your right yeah. knee. Use your left knee. <laughs> they tell you how to protest. Listen, there is no right way to protest. True. You tired? True. You tired? Right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, I've been mm-hmm. tired all my life, bro. Yeah. Like I have been tired. Like I don't know if you y'all recognize this, or not, but too. I've been black pretty much for 46 years, man. Like I've been black for a long time. I don't know if y'all recognize the 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 conditions that we've lived in. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand. Like I speak for. For brothers who mama had to put red beans and rice in the freezer and then pull it out and fry some chicken to make a meal for leftovers because we couldn't afford it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, and, and mm-hmm. in fact, like I live, I speak for those brothers and That's sisters. Right. Brothers. Right. I, right. I speak for the brothers and sisters who are uh, who owe eighty thousand dollars in child support and they never earn eighty thousand dollars in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I speak and for them and, and won't. Mm-hmm. And you take their license. I mm-hmm. speak for those brothers and sisters. See, some of these things aren't happening in these communities. And I guess if they could put their shoes in our shoes, mm-hmm. then maybe they'll see what we're tied. Uh, standing on the highway just the the, the, the beginning. We could yeah. occupy the whole capital, mm-hmm. and you can't get in there. Honestly, like this, this just the beginning. It could have mm-hmm. been worse. I think. Yeah. I think in order to make real positive change, it's probably going to have to get like Watts. No, 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 because you, 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 I mean, the peaceful part of the but, protest because is you know there's being executive orders and there are bills that are contingency plans for that. They, they, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. camps and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. it, it okay. should be. It should be. Listen, <laughs> okay. this it, here's here's what I'm saying, and let me be clear when I say this to you: you can't tell people how to be tired of BS. <laughs> oh my goodness! You can't you can't tell people how to be tired. But you have to understand that are people that want to destroy America, both internally and people in foreign countries that are using you know real situations, real problems that are going on, exacerbating them and directing people to then do these things because they know that's going to be the downfall of America. And so you have to be careful one of infiltration because I noticed when I seen some protests around the country how some people talked about their solidarity with ISIS and other 
other groups, that's problematic mm -hmm. because then, you know, you've got some serious issues there, serious connections that then ties in everyone to terrorism. And we already have lots of laws that came under Bush. That's why I don't like the Bush family, because mm -hmm. of those laws that they put into place that really infringe on our civil rights and rights as Americans that can lead to a, being a very bad situation if martial law mm -hmm. comes. I'm more interested in uh, positive change. Yes. I'm more interested yes. in legislators that want And that's how it should be, change. exactly. I'm not interested in legislators who further harm us. Mm -hmm. You know, when people call me and say, hey, John, you know, I'm running this campaign, and, and I want you to, to come help me phone bank or door knock. You know the first question I ask? What's the first question? What's in it for black folks? That's, that's right. right. Yes. You sound yes. like Pat. Yes. You sound like that. What's in it yes. for? That's right. Yes. Like, I'm more interested And there's nothing wrong. Yes. We have to ask that more often. Yes. We I, have to ask that. No, seriously, we have to ask that more often. From legislators, and when because when you bring the monies in, into yes. our communities, we need yes. to ask, what's in it for black and folks? And that's what he was talking about, the legislature, when they're all coming together, you know, that we should be there. And see, and a lot of times we're not. So, uh, 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 Rep. Zeros, we got a minute here, less than a minute here. Um, I think, too, what I like was bringing guys together like you and John. This is great. Is there a consensus? Will you continue working? Um, is, is, yeah. I mean, the bill is the bill now, obviously, but yeah. is there some type of consensus we can meet where we can work on together on something? Absolutely, and I would love to continue this conversation. I think, what are the next steps we can do? What are the next things we can work on? I think this is a great first step. Yep. Word. Absolutely. Man, we got a little more in the post, uh, the, the, the post show podcast with these two. Uh, Christine, I'm sorry we couldn't get to you. The phone line started blowing up. Of course, when you got John in and you got <laughs> Nick on, man, in the Speedway Bill. So appreciate you guys. Yes. Uh, and, and make sure you download the post show podcast. Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, thanks. See you later. Bye. Bye.